Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sparking Wholeness. This is Erin Carey, and today I want to introduce you to Ann Tucker. Ann is the creator of Business Energetics and the Authentic Expression Test, transmitter of the Nine Angelic Frequencies series and a channel for angelic wisdom. Her work is designed to help you see and understand your creative purpose and to express it through your work so that you not only feel fulfilled, seen, and appreciated, but you also unlock the success you're capable of. Anne is helping to redefine businesses for a spiritual age where the work we do becomes a conscious pathway to our own spiritual development. Her book, Undoubtedly Awesome, uses the authentic expression test to show you how to experience less doubt in your life. So Anne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have because, you know, you and I were speaking earlier and I, you share so many things that I just never heard of before or thought of before. And I just think that this is going to be really enlightening for a lot of people because decision-making is a big part of life, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right? Yeah. And the way we make decisions is a big part of life. And that is something that you're really passionate about, right? Absolutely. I think, I mean, it's so funny that you say it's a big part of life because I think it's, it is a much bigger part of life than I think we even realize, Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason I am passionate about it because I think that it is like, and if you think about it, what does everything in your life start with? Every single thing that you ever do starts in the same place. And that's with your decision. Every single thing you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you go into that quite a, quite a bit with your book, which I definitely want to get a chance to talk about in a little bit, but your book is called undoubtedly awesome. And I know, you know, when we were talking before you mentioned about, you know, doubt and how that can affect our mental health and well-being. And do you want to speak a little bit to that? Yeah, absolutely. If you think about, um, uh, when you, when you are working on something that's hard, right? If you're trying to do work in the world, whatever, you're, whatever project you're working on, whatever it is, if something you're experiencing is hard, doing work, what I find that actually doing the work, when you're feeling good and you're feeling positive, you can work on something and you do it pretty effortlessly, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're feeling bad, when you're feeling like maybe this is too hard for you or you're feeling for whatever reason you're feeling in resistance to it, the, the, the feeling of the work changes. It becomes different, mm-hmm. right? It is the, and, and so the work becomes hard because of how you feel about it. So the doubt that we experience is really, I think it's, it's what adds friction to what could otherwise be a really pleasant experience, right? When we start feeling like, oh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this right, or I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm doing it wrong, whatever it is, however it is that we start to undermine our own, our own experience of what we're doing, it can take something that could otherwise be pleasant and makes it hard and difficult. So I think that's, you know, one of the, the big things that where, where doubt gets in your way is it, it's, it's really doubt is what sometimes you could have a great idea and feel really great about it. And then doubt creeps in and you never do it. Right. Or you could have something you want to accomplish and you don't, because you don't think you, you, you it's all about what, you know, how you feel about yourself and your belief and all that kind of stuff. So oh, doubt yeah. is 
Yeah, doubt is what really makes makes life. It that's the friction of life. Doubt. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think sometimes we get so paralyzed by yeah. our doubt, right? Because if mm-hmm. we will develop a belief about something that may not even be a legit like thing that's going to happen. It's just that's what we create in our minds is going to happen, and it keeps us from doing. I mean, I've I've done that my whole yeah. life. For, for various things, you know, yeah. um, starting yeah. with, with math, the subject math, I was, I was great at it as a little kid, all of a sudden yeah. it got hard. And I thought, well, I'm not going to be good at this anymore. So I'm just going to stop caring. Right. <laughs> <Like> right. <laughs> I, I always, I share that a lot with my kids because I'm like, never stop. Like just learning is fun for the sake, yeah. you know, to, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to go on their own journey, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that I really love that, that you're sharing that. And I, I that's really important for people to hear. So Tell me a little bit about the soul types and, and this test, the authentic expression test that, yeah. that you've developed and what's behind that. What's the origin of that? You know, where did you come up with this? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so the authentic expression test. So, so, and, and the reason this is all connected to doubt is that, um, uh, that what I like to look at is, is when you're looking at, when you're trying to make your life better, when you're trying to improve yourself, um, what is the place you can look at that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck? And, you know, where can you, where can you focus your attention on in terms of your self-help or whatever you're working on to, to try to really make your life better? And I say decisions are it because, like I said before, they are at the beginning of everything that comes next. Your decisions really are sort of the focal point that, that control the outcome of things. But, but what makes that so much more powerful than we even realize is that it's the structure of your thought process that then determines what it is that you create in the world. So we, each of us, and, and we think that everybody thinks the same way that we do. We don't have, really have insight because your thoughts are invisible. We can't see them and we can't see how other people think. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Just looking at someone, you, if you assume that other people think the same way that you do. But that's not actually true. There are actually, each of us has what I call your soul type, which is your way of thinking. And when your way of thinking works great for you, then you're in flow and you can do pretty much anything you set your mind to. But when you fall into doubt, what happens is that your process isn't working properly, that your normal process gets mixed up. It gets, it, there's, it's you miss a step or you spend too much time in a step or you do it differently and it creates a cycle of doubt. And so, so understanding what that process is, which is what I call your soul type, is incredibly helpful, not only in terms of understanding what it is that you can create in the world, because the shape of your decision process determines what you create, but it also impacts how much doubt we experience. So I created the authentic expression test to tell you what is your authentic expression, which soul type, and there's seven different soul types. So it tells you through a series of quick questions, which one is yours? And that gives you all kinds of information about how you create, what you can create in the world, and also where doubt affects you. I love that. And you know, right now, I just think about how timely this is right now (laughs) and how (laughs) so many of us are filled with doubt and uncertainty because we have no idea like what is even happening in the world. (laughs) Right. Right. And so this is is super timely. So tell me a little bit, I mean, you kind of explained some about the way that your test shows, you know, your thought behind the 
the process behind your thinking and decision-making and all that, but how is it different from Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or a traditional like personality test? Oh, great question. Yeah. Most of the other personality tests are, and and, and they, most of the other ones are personality tests to begin with, whereas mine is not. We're not looking at personality here. The other ones are looking at, most of them are based and on what's called the, the five factors, which are the sort of the same five personality indicators. And, uh, and then they all develop around those. So you can look at, you know, Myers-Briggs and DISC and all these different tests, and they all sort of focus on the same, the same five things that, you know, came from Young, that Carl Young, that are, that are really um, focused on who, you know, looking at the, the, trying to get the whole picture of who you are as a person, your whole personality. But the more complex, you know, the more things you try to put in the, you know, in the soup, the more, after a while, it just starts to taste like mud, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, put, you put too much in there. It's like, what kind of a soup actually is this? Mine is much more specific, and not to, not to, in any way, like, I think those tools can all be very, very valuable. But what makes mine different from those tools is that it's focused not on your personality. It's focused on one specific thing, which is how you create in the world, which specifically by looking at how you make decisions. So I'm, I'm really only looking at one behavior, and that behavior is one of the most useful things to look at when it comes to looking at how, what it, about your work. What is it that you're going to create in the world, right? I'm looking at how you're going to um, succeed in your work and, and in terms of what, what work product you're going to make in the world. So that's really the difference. So it's a much more narrow focus. I love that. Okay. So can you give us an example of how this plays out? I'm happy to be the guinea pig today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's use you as our guinea pig. Okay. So I will ask you a quick series of questions and we'll figure out um, uh, which type you are. And then I'll tell you a little bit about what that means. Okay. So, um, okay. So let's start out. I'm going to ask you just a series of questions. Um, and, um, in general, would you say that, um, to identify the motivation that drives, uh, uh, this is just to identify that drive and to, to drive that drives you, um, in general, do you say that you make decisions slower or faster than other people? What would you say? Oh man, probably faster, faster. Okay. And then would you say, um, how open, uh, are you about sharing your personal life? So if you meet somebody, 110% open. (laughs) Okay. Fantastic. I'll tell you my life story. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) And then would you say, um, okay, you're going to like both of these, but you have to pick one. Okay. Do you prefer, um, uh, creating, uh, solutions and solving problems or do you prefer communicating and influencing? And like I said, you like both, but which one really tugs at your heart? Yeah, I for sure like both, but definitely communicating, influencing. Would okay, be- great. Okay, so that would mean that you are what I call an expressive soul. Uh, good figures, so- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what that means is that, um, so for you, it, that means that, that what makes you different from all the other soul types is that when you communicate, um, that you are the, the most um, uh, influential uh, of all of the other, of all the soul types that you communicate directly from the heart. So for most people, we sort of have an idea and it sort of, maybe it starts in the heart, but then it comes up and it sort of swirls around in our brain for a long time and we analyze it and we think about it and then eventually we express it. And that's not how you do it. For you, it comes straight from the heart and out the mouth yeah. and it's fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, right. And so, and, and what that means is, and then on top of that, you have the ability to feel, because you're coming straight from the heart, you have the ability to feel into any particular situation or idea to feel in for the emotional truth. So when you speak to something, you're going to have a point of view faster than anybody else. So you're going to, like, if you're at an, in an office and you're sitting at the conference table, you're going to be the one that knows her, knows how she feels faster than anybody else. You're going to be vocal and you're going to say what you think and you're going to say it incredibly persuasively because of the fact that you can feel into where does this resonate for people? Why is this relevant for people? You know how it's going to hit them emotionally because you have that extrasensory perception there. Um, and then does that make sense so far? It totally makes sense. That It's yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and what that means for your process, um, is that, uh, is that most people go through sort of four stages in their decision process. And there's this sort of the initial stage where you learn about a decision and then you go through period of comparison and analysis. And in that process of comparison analysis, you like to just blow right through that, that, that you tend to make decisions very quickly. Some people may have even called you impulsive. That there may be times where once you know something, you need to get moving on it because there's a feeling of momentum around the things that you want to make in the world. And if you end up getting stuck in a bunch of, of research or a bunch of, okay, we got to go research, compare five different things, or we need to go through a six-month planning period, it feels like all the energy just drops out of whatever it is that you want to create. Yeah. Is that right? That is true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really important for you to have this feeling of ongoing, of, of rapid progress. And it's really also super important for you to feel like whatever you're doing, that you are aligned with the larger purpose that for you, it's about, there's this feeling of courage that comes in where you're championing something that's important to you. And that is the, the probably the, one of the most important things about you feeling inspired about what you do is you need to feel like you're part of something larger than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's spot on. That's the only reason I do what I do. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and this is, the, that's also why I don't like to do when I write something, I don't like a second draft, third draft, fourth draft. Yeah. Oh, when no. I write it, I'm done. Let's submit. <laughs> <laughs> like why edit? Why do we need to edit anything? Um, right. Yeah, exactly. If anything, editing makes you feel like the energy is leaking out of whatever yes. you just created. It ruins yeah. the momentum. Like you said, yeah. that is super mm-hmm. interesting. So for those of us who are expressives, how, mm-hmm. what holds us back? What is the thing that holds us yeah. back from being who we need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, everything, it's true in life. I think most people would know that, that our greatest strengths are also our greatest weaknesses. And it's super true that if you look at the process that you're using, so your specific decision process, the way that you choose is what enables your gifts. So it's almost like, it's almost like there's sort of a basic way of making decisions, which is like step one, step two, step three, step four. And if you did that in, in that sort of boring way of one, two, three, four, you would come out with a really boring person on the other end, <laughs> somebody who was uh-huh. just average at everything, right? Uh-huh. But to be exceptional, which is what you are when you're in your gift, when you're working in your soul type, then you tweak that process. And in the process of tweaking it, it enables you to have this wonderful, this ability to, uh, to influence other people, to be an incredibly powerful communicator, right? And that's what happens when you tweak your, your process. But in the process of tweaking it, you also open up the opportunity to have doubt come in. So it's, it has a strength and an accompanying weakness. So the real challenge is how do I navigate my own process so that I, I really utilize my gifts, but I'm also aware of where they break down so that I can try to minimize yeah. the doubt and, the, and when it falls apart. Yeah. So for you, yeah. So for you, that would be 
the fact that the, the thing that really makes you is, is that direct heart connection. So the speed with which you, and, and, and part of that speed comes from because emotions are super fast. Like if you think about it, when a feeling arises, it's instant. You don't have to think about a feeling, right? You have it or you don't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. feelings are, are much faster than thought. So that's why your decision process is so fast is because you do it from the heart. You, you decide with feeling. All yep. of us do, but, but you more so are connected to it. Yeah. And so where you get into trouble is, um, <laughs> is that you may decide too quickly, that you may jump on that impulse too fast and there may be situations where, and also the other fact, the other piece of it is that emotions live in the here and now, that they're in the present moment. So, um, so if you think about your feelings, you, um, you might feel something like, like however you feel today, it's hard to imagine. How you feel right now, it's hard to imagine feeling in a different way. It's hard to project your feelings into the future. You might say, okay, I'm, I went to a party, or I have to go to a party today, but I got back from work and I'm exhausted and all I want to do is flop on the couch and the last thing I want to do is go to a party. And, but if you manage to drag yourself up out of your chair and go to the party, you get to the party, you have a wonderful time and you can't imagine being back on the couch, right? Because your feelings, (laughs) yeah, your feelings are in the moment. They're Mm -hmm. only, and so what you feel right now is what you think you will always feel. So for you being governed so much in terms of your decision-making by feeling is there may be times when you make commitments based on how you feel right now. You may say, yeah, I'm going to have the time to do that. And yeah, I'm going to have the resources. I'll have the energy to do that. And then when the time comes, you realize you've overcommitted the same hour in three different ways. So, yep. so that's where the, it's that being in the now is, gives you great strengths, but it also can bring up some interesting challenges for you. Wow. Yeah, that's so, that's amazing. That is so spot on. So what are some of the other soul types? Because you said there's seven, right? Yeah, seven different ones. And what's amazing is that the seven different soul types are all part of a larger process of creation. So that's where, like, it's totally amazing to understand this from the perspective of just understanding yourself, mm-hmm. right? That's huge. Um, because because you see yourself in a whole new way, right? It starts to, to allow you to see when you're going down a path that's going to lead to you feeling dissatisfied or feeling in doubt. Um, and also to know when you're in your gift, like where is it that you, what kind of role should you be doing, right? Where, what sort of, you know, sort of work should you be focusing on to really express yourself? But what's interesting is that the process of creation, if you look at how something is made, when something is made from scratch, from nothing to something, if you look at that process, and this is for me, this is why I use this with business, is because when you're creating a business, you're creating something from nothing. Well, that process unfolds in a series of stages. And each each stage is related to one of the different soul types. So there's a sequence to how we all work together. So in that sequence, you as an expressive, you're in the second spot. You're in stage two. So there's the first one, which is optimizing energy, which is really where their specific gift is around the the, the sort of the translating the idea onto the physical plane. So that's what they do. But if you think about that as a seed, like think about like comparing this to nature, the optimizer creates the seed and think about a seed contains the blueprint for what the whole thing will become for a plant, right? Inside the seed is all the information you need to create a plant. But you can take a seed and you can put it on a shelf and let it sit there for years. And it's perfectly fine, right? Mm -hmm. So an optimizer needs the next person who's going to come along and help them to express that seed into the world. And that's you. So you're the second step, see? So you can take that seed and you can say, this is why people should care. Let me tell you what the seed is about. Let me tell you why you should care about the seed. Let me help to express this so that what the seed is can be birthed. 
I love that. And then, so following that, there's another. Exactly. We continue going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We continue going on and each one brings something very different to the pie. So, and they, and they're all necessary, each one. And it's possible for you to embody more than one way. We each have Mm -hmm. our own native soul type, right? Right. And and that's the one that, that you're born with. You have it from birth. And it is the way you make choices. It's the structure of your decision process is what we're talking about here. And it really is a tool, like your process, the way I think about it is like, um, uh, like you imagine that your creative energy is pouring through you and it's Play-Doh. Think of it as Play-Doh and that you are the Play-Doh fun factory, which is like that little extruder where you put the Play-Doh in and you push down on the lever and the Play-Doh <laughs> comes out the end. And then there's all the different shapes you have to choose from. And there's like the star or the moon or the silly hair. And so you move it depending on what thing you want to make. Well, your soul type is the shape on the end of the extruder and the end of the fun factory. And so you are, let's call you the star. So you make stars. That's what you make. And you can learn to use other types. So, so say, for example, that you went to law school and you got a bunch of training to think super analytically, which is not natural for you because you come straight from the heart. So, but you got all this training to really process and be, and, and think that way. You can learn that. It's super possible. If you get trained, you can be trained into a different soul type energy. So you, through the course of your life, you will find that you will learn the behaviors of a few other soul types. So you have yours that you're amazing at, and that's the one that you really need to express in order to feel happy in the world. And then you have two or three or four others that you can become pretty good at, that you might actually have some that you're, you're pretty darn good at, right? Um, and then you're going to have a few that you really stink at, <laughs> that you don't even see, that you're not even aware they exist, right? And that you cannot relate to them in any way. And so this is when it gets to be complicated for us when we're trying to navigate life. And specifically for the people that I work with that are trying to start a business, that they, they will get to a place in their business where they plateau and they don't, they can't figure out why. And it's because they're trying to work their way through this process of these different energies and they get to the ones that they don't know. And they're like, this is really uncomfortable. I don't know how to do this. And so what do we do when we get uncomfortable? We go back to the thing we know best. So they go back to their favorite soul type energy and they go and they do more of that. And so when it's that, so they just end up going like their steps, they go step one, step two, step three, and then they get stuck. And then they just go back to step one again and they never finish the puzzle. So at what point is the, because I can already tell you just whatever the type is, that's the detailed, organized, that's the one that I'm really not. So what, what step is that? The real logical, detailed, organized person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's different, I mean, and that's interesting because that's actually, depending on what it is, you can have a person who's detailed and organized in different soul types. It could be in several different places. So it depends on how it's being used. Um, uh, but for example, there may be one that is, um, less familiar to you, which is, there's uh, one called the coaching soul type, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, that's somebody who is really focused on one on their, the, where they really find their joy is in one-on-one interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, um, uh, the ability that to like, they're, they're sort of the gift that they bring is that when they see, and you probably know people like this and they're just wonderful to be around because when they see you. It's like they, they're, and each of us has our own sort of intuitive ability, how we get our intuitive hit. Like I mentioned, yours comes in with that, that feeling into the feeling of what it feels like. For them, they're able to look at you and see what is absolutely, like what is your highest expression? What is best about you, right? Who could you be in your highest and best expression? That's what they see. 
And then they are uh, able to express that. Like they're, they, when you interact with them, that's what's reflected back to you. So it's kind of magic. Um, and wow. their, their real skill is in developing people. That's what they do. So they're so like my gonna, husband, they're, who's a counselor, mm-hmm. probably would be that He very well could type, be. Maybe? Okay. He, yeah, he very well could be. Okay. So they tend to be um, uh, really great multitaskers. And they're really, they, they can be really, really great like at the, at the things that are close in in their world. So in their, in their job, in their house, in their family, they're going to have very defined ideas about how things should be. Right? They have an opinion about how the dishwasher should be loaded. And there is a right way and they know what it is. <laughs> Oh, Richard, I hope you're listening to this. That is so true. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> right, right. And that's, but that's because that's how their energy works. Is there a, there's a different, the energy moves differently for each of us based on our soul type. For you, it starts here and it cut, starts in the heart and it comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And for a coaching soul, it stays within this bubble. It sort of comes out, it reverberates in this close in space. So they're, all of their focus is on what's close in, what's in their immediate mm-hmm. orbit. And for you, and one interesting thing for you about your energy as an expressive is that because of the fact that it comes from the inside, it comes from this heart space and emanates out, is that you will get depleted in ways that other soul types don't. So you will, when you're out in the world, you give and give and give and give and give. And it's like you're, you know, you're on a stage and you're expressing, expressing, and you'll get to a place and people will think you're like the most outgoing extroverted person anywhere, but you probably described yourself as an introvert. Because you get to a place where you're just like, I need to just be by myself. No one talked to me. I'm going to go hide in my room. And it's because you have to replenish because your way of being in the world is to express, to give. And you have to retreat in order to fill back up again. Super interesting. That's so true. I've always wondered why I always score as an extrovert and I always seem like an extrovert, act like an extrovert, but I have to have that downtime. Yeah. People exhaust me. People are exhausting. And that's why it's my energy being exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just, it's super important to know about yourself that that is, that Mm -hmm. is, uh, that is a true hallmark of how an expressive energy works is it's because you think about it, like you generate, like in, in, uh, in Qigong, they like you work about like building up your dentium or whatever they call it, like your energy center. And then you, you know, you sort of, and you have to kind of do that. You have to build up the energy inside in order to then have it to express. Other people get fed when they're out, right? They receive energy back, but that's not how your energy works. Interesting. And so what would you say are some of the more common type? Well, well, what's your type? What's your soul type? I am an optimizing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm happy to to say I am an optimizing soul. So I'm the one that makes the seed. So okay. which makes sense because here is this m- methodology that I created, right? Totally makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and, and the way, the way inspiration comes in for an optimizer is they have sort of the, the, it comes in as an idea. It's like the divine download. Here is the, the download. And then it's the optimizer's job is to then physicalize it. Um, but then when it gets, once it's, once it becomes a seed and they've got it, like what the optimizer wants to do is they sort of create this thing and then they, they sort of, they want to tinker in their attic and make it. And then they want to pop open the door and like throw it out and let somebody else do something with it. <laughs> ah, that's so interesting. So think of like the crazy inventor, but mm-hmm. optimizers are highly visual. Mm-hmm. They are, um, whereas most people think in a linear fashion, most people go A, B, C, D. Optimizers think A, 2, 4, F, totally nonlinear. Yeah. And it's because of this that they're able to, to 
um, uh, understand um, uh, and put things together in really new ways. So they're really, they, they can see things, they reinvent, reimagine, remodel, you know, anything where you can like take something and put it together in a way that never has been thought of before. Repurposing things yeah. is like, that's, that's, a, you know, so they'll, they'll take a piece of this and a piece of that and a piece of that and put it together. And it's like, oh, here's something totally brand new. I love that. I mean, and I can picture people in my life who, who I know who are like that. So I, I can yeah. see, and is this like people who plan far out for the future, but don't necessarily have a roadmap for how they're going to get there, but they just have all these ideas. And yes. I mean, yes, this yes. sounds like my dad and my sister and it makes family yeah. vacations real annoying <laughs> because <laughs> they get all sorts of ideas about what we're going to do. And yeah. me and my husband are like, well, can we just like wait till we get there <laughs> or, or whatever? <laughs> and they can see so. it in their mind and their mind, you're already there doing it. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's how it works for them as they, that's yeah. part of how they create is by being able to project themselves into the future and live in the future space as if it's already existing today. And that's, so that's how they're able to bring things through into the physical reality. Um, but yeah, so that's, so, and it has amazing strengths and then also weaknesses. And what's amazing, what's, what's super fun to me is to look at how we all rub each other wrong because of how we have our differences, right? Because their way is going to be in, you know, like it, it, you, it may drive you crazy when they're like, oh, but I don't know how it's going to work. It's just a miracle is going to occur. And then we're going to be in four places at once. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. I love this. So, um, so you're optimizer. I'm expressive. I'm thinking my husband is the coach type. What What are some of the other more common? I mean, they're common too. But yeah, like, yeah, no. All they're they're all all of the soul types are about equally represented. Okay. There are some that are a little. It's a little bit harder to find what I call collaborators. They're a little bit harder, but but they are they're they're all like it's it's just about even in terms of which one you see the most of. Um, there probably is a little bit less a collaborator, a little bit more of coaching. Um, uh, souls. So the, the, I'm going to give you a brief rundown. So the, the optimizers are the ones that sort of uh, the, the create the, the idea, right? And then physicalize the idea. And then you are the one that expresses that energy through words. And, and it could be through words, through music, through dance, through any kind of, of expression. Then uh, you have your um, collaborative souls, which are all about, um, uh, um, they're really about um, creating community, drawing people together. Um, and creating, yeah, it's really, it's, it's about that. And then the next one, so they're one to many, and then you go into the coaching souls, which are creating that one-to-one and there are people developers. And then from there you go into the learning souls and they're really, they are also creative, but they do it with logic and analysis as opposed to the divine inspiration. So they are the, they are the ones who love data, who love, they love learning for learning's sake. Mm-hmm. And then from there you go into our efficient souls, which they have the ability to rise up and see things from the 30,000 foot level and see the world like as a chessboard. So they have this very strategic viewpoint. Um, and then, and so they're really about sort of like, how do we do it efficiently? And then the uh, final one is our experimenting souls and they're all about creating momentum. Yeah. Okay. So each one plays a very different role in the process, but every single one is critical and each one is successful. So this is why the timeline is so important about why, if you think about the process of creation, is that if you come into a problem or come into a company, when that company is dealing with a problem where you are a natural fit, say for example, that you join a company and that company is, their problem is a problem of messaging and they don't know how, and they're in a process where they are trying to figure out, like they, maybe they've just created something and they do not know how to get it out into the world. 
And then you show up and you're like, well, I can do that, right? I can be the one that steps in and, you know, designs the messaging for this whole product and tells people what they, why they need it and why they love it and say it in a way that resonates. And then you're going to rise up and, you know, like a meteor in that company, right? Um, but if you came in into an organization where they were selling um, uh, something that, that like, like a, like a, an internal part to an engine, right? Where it's literally just a, it's something that has, it's literally just a, a piece of machinery that needs no story, right? That needs no emotion. You'd be like, what is my role in this company? Right. It's, it's like, what do I do here? Uh-huh. <laughs> it would really not be a place for you in, in terms of the external facing, like internally, there's always room, right? Internally. Cause you still have to you know, inspire people and in, in, within the company. Right. But, um, but I think you get what I'm trying to say is that, yeah. is that within a pro, within the, the role of, or the process of creating something, knowing where your gift is and what role you can play helps you to find a place where you can put yourself, where you can assert yourself to be most valued and most effective. Yeah. Yeah. And being self-aware, like that is so important, right? Like yeah. to know, yeah. to know yourself enough to go, okay, this is, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I work best yeah. because we get so frustrated. Like you said, like I, I there have been times where I've been like, wait a minute, what, why am I, what's the point of this? Like, for example, I used to be a teacher, state yeah. testing. Yeah. Did not see any purpose in that whatsoever. I just wanted to love kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I just wanted to inspire kids to be the best they could be. Like, why do they need a test? Like right. just, that was a real struggle for me. And, and then like the fact that my worth as a teacher depended on how many yes. of my kids. Oh, this terrible. Test. I'm like, no, yeah. uh-uh. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I can't do it. <laughs> because I have that, I need that higher purpose calling. Yeah. Or whatever, right. So yeah. um, I see that. And, and as you're, as you're speaking about all the other types, I can see that with people that I've worked with in the past and maybe some of the conflicts that I've gotten into in the past yep. is because I think that they should, like you said from the beginning, they should think like I think. They should yeah. feel more about this. Like, doesn't mm-hmm. that break their heart? Yes, like, right. Don't, don't they, they feel like for them? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they inspired by the by the cause, right? Like that's right. what you'd be is like, don't you care about the yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. not gonna be the biggest motivator for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the primary motivation for all expressives, but not for not for the other types. So and it's, and it's so important to know the other types, but especially yes. right now, because you can even see that I've got to take a major, I'm saying this right now, documenting it. I'm going to take a major social media break after this because <laughs> it is wearing me out because I am trying yeah. to be expressive and I'm really trying to say things that are, you know, gonna, gonna make you think about things in a different way. Right. Like right, in right. my head, I think this, but then I see all the other things out there. I'm like, well, why would you say it like that? Like, that's mean. <laughs> or that's so narrow-minded. Or do you know how hurtful you are when you just said that? And like, like all this, and then the back and forth and comments, it oh, kills me. It's it exhausting. Is such, it is so exhausting. And so, yeah. but I see that everybody is probably just producing out of their own express or not expressive soul type, right? And yeah. Out of their mm-hmm. own energy yeah. and decision-making and exactly. And the way we interact with each other is reflected in yeah. that type to that's absolutely right yeah yeah and we all have really different we are motivated by different things right so we all want different things and so it's 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 really helpful to understand the differences i think it's especially helpful like within a family like you're talking about your husband but you know same thing with people with their children is if if we understand the soul types of our children it helps us to understand how they think and make decisions and what really drives them and what motivates Mm -hmm. them so then it's like okay is this kid what if this kid doesn't want to play soccer 
right? What if you have a, a learning learning soul and really what they want to do is they want to be, you know, buried in their books and they want to learn. And you say, well, yeah, but they, they just want to be in a book all the time and they're not driven to, what are they going to do with all that knowledge? Why do they need four master's degrees, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's just, but understanding that that's where their joy is, right? And once you sort of get what's at the root of it, or sort of for, for a parent who had you as a child, for them to understand that the need to feel part of something larger than yourself, mm-hmm. right? And if they were trying to, to force you into, you know, maybe maybe it's, you know, somebody who says, okay, you have to be this kind of a, you have to take after your parents' business, or you have to, you know, go learn a language or something that you don't want to, right? And if it's not, if it doesn't resonate for you, it just isn't going to happen. So that's interesting. And already I I have a teenage daughter and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I think she's an expressive like me, but her expressive comes out differently and I don't like it. So (laughs) there's our conflict. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that is a super important thing to know about this is that it's not a personality type. So you can have Mm. two expresses in the room and they may seem totally different. And the thing they have in common is it's the process of their thinking, right? Then the steps, the actual steps they go through to think. So, but all the other stuff is wild card, right? All the other stuff about your personality, you could be, you know, a million different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But that decision process is stable. That's the same. And it stays the same your whole life. And like I said, you can be trained to, to, and you can, you can learn to think in other ways. Like for me, the way I use this is I use this all the time. I use it not only to help me understand other people, but I use it with my business is that when I look at what I'm doing in my business and I know what stage of growth I'm at, then I say, okay, I'm, I'm at the stage right now where I need this kind of energy. How do I embody that energy? And I have to look at the motivation, right? And I have to look at that, the, the thought process. And that's how I then embody that energy. And I know that, okay, if I'm, so if, I, if I'm trying to be you, if I'm, if I'm at a place where I need to express the truth of my this program of business energetics out into the world, well, then I know that a big part of that is going to be feeling into what is the emotional need, right? What is that? How do I get in touch with that heart space so that I can speak the truth that other people feel that maybe they don't even know yet, right? That's the magic mm-hmm. to be expressive. And how do you get to that? So that's, yeah. that's kind of how you use it is you think, okay, how can I, you know, how can I be more like Aaron right now? Yeah. Okay. I love that. And so all of this, is this in all the test? Is it in the book? I know before you mentioned there's a test on your website as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. The test yeah. on your website so the, is the more test- extensive. Yeah, that, that, so there is a, the test is in the book. The website, I've got a free quiz on the website, which gives you the first part of the test. Remember how I said that it's based on, there's that each soul type has its own motivation. So what the quiz on the website gives you is what's the motivation? What is your intrinsic motivation? What is that deep internal why? And that test is free and it's on the website. And it's just short. These, it doesn't, these don't need a million questions to give you an answer because I'm not looking at a whole personality. I'm looking at one thing. And that's pretty quick to assess. So with literally just a six questions, you find out what your motivation is. And then just another few more and you've got your soul type. So the, on the website, there's the free quiz for the intrinsic motivation. And then the next step, if you want to get the full test, that's the authentic expression test. And that's, that's on there as well. That is so cool. So how do you use this? I'm just so fascinated. How, how do you use this like in, in business settings or with, with people? I don't know. Do you do one-on-one or in group settings or how, how do you use this? Because I, yeah, I can see yeah, it playing it's out in so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. It's incredibly helpful. So I, um, uh, right now I'm focused on working with small businesses, but I've also an executive coach and I've worked in, you know, some of the biggest corporations in the country Mm -hmm. and in the world actually using this, this, uh, test. 
and using this um, modality. And the one of the amazing things is uh, the way that it helps people in terms of team interactions and in, and even one-on-one interactions. There was one, a couple of guys I was working with, they were each the head of a, uh, a new product line. They each were heading a different product line, but they were both sort of super key to the performance of the organization. Like these were like the, the, the bright stars, bright lights of the company going forward. So huge amount of resources going into these two guys. The problem was that they hated each other, absolutely hated each other. And so I was brought in to try to help figure out like, okay, how can we help these guys get along? And what was amazing is that one of them was uh, what I call an experimenting soul. And so his whole way of being is about getting into action. How do we get moving right now? How do we get started? And he doesn't like to spend a lot of time in planning. He likes to um, uh, come up with sort of the best, you know, get good quality data, come up with the best probable way of success and then just put it into action and see if it works and adapt along the way. So he's very adaptive. The other guy is a coaching soul and he is all about planning. He wants to have, Mm. he doesn't want to take a step until he has the whole next six months laid out and he wants to know how it's going to unfold and he wants to see how it's all the, you know, what are the steps and what's going to happen. So these two guys are, are trying to interact with each other and, and the coaching soul is saying, that guy is holding out on me. He is, he is secretive. He will not share his plan with me. And he's, he's keeping it from me and he's not being honest and blah, blah, blah. And the other guy says, the experimenting soul, he says that coaching soul over there, he is he's micromanaging me and he is um, blocking me at every turn. He's an obstacle. Every time I try to get something done, he is there trying to step in my way on purpose, right? And this is their perspective of each other. So of course they hate each other. They think they're actively trying to sabotage their work. Yeah. And in one sit down session with the two of them, and when I explained this process to them and explained how it worked, and the the experimenting soul understood the value that the coaching soul could bring, that the coaching soul had the ability to manage, to, to motivate and bring all the people along with him, that really what he was doing was not trying to block. He was trying to help him with some of his planning down the road, which is actually incredibly valuable for an exp- yeah. experimenting soul, right? They need some planning. And then vice versa, for the coaching soul, he finally understood that this guy wasn't, wasn't hiding anything from him. The truth is he didn't have a plan, that there was no plan. He thought he was keeping it from him, right? He thought he was, was being secretive, but it's like, no, it's, he doesn't think like that. He's different from you. He doesn't cre- He never has a plan. That's not how he works. And here's why that's good, right? Here's what he can do for you. And by the end of the session, they literally hugged each other. Wow. Yeah. So it was was seriously transformative. And that's the kind of thing that that becomes possible when we understand what's really happening with another person and and the value that that creates to the overall process of creating a business, Mm -hmm. right? Or anything else that we're trying to make in our lives. So, but it's great for, it's also amazing for understanding a company culture. Yeah, for sure. And I I mean, I can see how so many, like you said, conflicts like that could get resolved with that greater understanding. Yeah. And you have to, again, going back to, you have to be self-aware, but you also have to be others aware and you have to see how the way you interact with others is going to change the way they interact with you. And it just, all that just kind of, we're all one big happy family, but we need to (laughs) get, get down to understanding the differences. That's, and and you said, and for family dynamics, right? Like, and in relationships, I'm sure this can even play out. Like I'm just thinking about how my, coaching type, because even just then 
what you said about a coaching type, I'm like, oh yeah, that's my husband again. Yep. Yeah. That him being the coaching type and me being the ex- expressive type, I can see how yeah. we've had some of the different, cause he wants the planning and then, and I'm just like, let's do it now, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And not only let's do it now, but for you, that's important to how you create. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a like, oh, it's more fun. It's like, no, you need this because otherwise your energy dissipates. So for him mm-hmm. to understand that it's not that you're being, like that you're that you're you're just impatient it's not that it's that your process requires an infusion of additional energy or the energy dies away because you're like the cheetah right you're the fast sprinter and that's how you work mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's just understanding that then it allows him to take advantage of what you're bringing to the party that is so interesting and it's so cool to think about how that shows up throughout a lifetime, you know, right. like, I'm just like, this mm-hmm. is, that's always me. It's always been me. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. even the name of the show, Sparking Wholeness. I mean, that in itself yeah. is like, <laughs> how expressive can you get? Um, so yeah, that's really funny. I love this. Um, yeah. So it's you're amazing. both- Oops. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that it's also incredible with how it applies to uh, corporations that are, or or mm-hmm. any companies. If anybody, so whoever the founder is, their biz, their personality sort of imprints the culture and the cult, oh. then the culture, the company becomes its own sort of its own organism in a sense. But the company has a soul type as well. So you can look at the culture of a company oh. and understand that this culture is operating under a certain soul type. And so how do you fit within that, right? If you're working for a company for, as you're an expressive, say you're working for a company that's a coaching soul company, how do you fit within that? And how, do, how are your gifts perceived? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, and, and, and there are every, every soul type is at the top of major corporations and every soul type has been in the white house. So there isn't one that's mm-hmm. like the CEO soul type, you know, they all are, all of us are, it depends uh-huh. on are your, is your, are your gifts coming in at the time when that particular organization needs them. Right. And that's what makes that one particular, particular person be put in a position of, of responsibility of that kind of responsibility. Wow. Okay. How cool. And so, yeah, yeah. I, so tell, tell people how they can find your book or find out more about what you do, all of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the book is, it's called Undoubtedly Awesome and that's available on Amazon, but you can find everything about me on my website, which is amtucker.com. And from there, there's links to Business Energetics and you'll find the link to the quiz, that free quiz I told you about. Business Energetics is the course that I'm doing, which is for uh, people who have their own business, specifically people who are offering a service. So that could be, you know, healers, that could be therapists, that could be anybody who has a service that, that they're offering. Mm-hmm. Um, that, Cause then you have to, you have to work with all seven energies if you have your own business. Mm-hmm. So this is really helping them to understand how to do that in a successful way. Um, so anyways, that's all available. And the book as well, there's a link to that at it's a N N E Tucker.com. Awesome. Yeah, no. Okay. So I'm just thinking again, I'm like, wow, I, I'm going to go back. And now that I know what I know, I now I want to take the quiz and see what the quiz says. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be the same. It, <laughs> it's pretty spot on. But, um, and then the book, which I do think uh, the book is really, you explain things so well and just the oh, way that you, you word things. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. So you guys definitely need to go check out the book. Um, and then the last question that I always ask people that I'm going to spring on you at the last minute. If yeah. you could give one piece of advice to spark someone towards wholeness, what would that be? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, uh, one advice to spark towards wholeness. I would say um, I, a big part of, of what I, I believe that listening to your intuition is a huge part of, um, of really sort of fulfilling your purpose. So I think that would be my, my biggest 
suggestion to people would be to, to make sure not only are they listening to in terms of listening to their intuition, but creating space to do that. So making sure that they're leaving space in their lives to allow that quiet voice to be heard. Um, That's real good. Everybody has it. Everybody has that quiet voice. Mm-hmm. And especially right now when there's a lot of noise out there. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that that is very fitting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't believe we are out of time. I don't know how that happened. I'm like, <laughs> where did that time go? <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't know how that happened. So, <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate you coming on and I will link all the websites and, and all the websites, the website and the book yeah. and all of that in the show thank notes you. so people can check it out. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your gift and your time and, and what you've done. I think it's amazing. Thank you so much. I really enjoy their conversation. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.